Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your co-host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is the charming and lovely Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? Charming and lovely. I'll take that. Yeah. I've been called worse. One of those was a lie, but uh, it was up to the <laughs> fair enough. Up to the viewers to figure out which one was. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I am doing super, super well. How are you doing, sir? I am doing super well. I'll give you one super. Okay. Maybe two supers next time. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, who's our guest today? So our guest today um, uh, hails all the way from the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, I'm told. Um, Mr. James. <laughs> I didn't know there were Smoky I had, I had Mountains no idea. in Tennessee. I had, I had no idea. But um, um, we're joined by James Buckley. And they're, um, I've never, I don't think I've ever talked to someone from Tennessee. So who knows what tomfoolery um, awaits us? I think something to do with sales. Something like that, yes. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> James Buckley from the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. Welcome to the podcast today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm from the Smoky Mountains, but I'm repping the Miami shirt. You got to love it. Yeah, I see that. Awesome, awesome. So we're going to talk about sales today, one of my favorite topics. But I want to start with a super basic question. So when we're looking at business development, uh, what are the elements of that? So we're talking about sales, marketing, uh, branding, social media. Can you break yeah, that down? For lots us? of elements, lots of variables to consider. But I think the ones that stand out to me the most are probably you want to get people into the top of your funnel. And the way to do that is to have an omnipresence about yourself in business development in 2021 in a post COVID environment. It's not enough to just cold call, just email, just blast and spray and pray as they call it. We have to actually give a shit about what we're saying to people. Uh, it's unfortunate that we have to do that, but hey, sorry for you. You got to care about what you do today. Uh, and then the other part of it is like engagement is the name of the game. We cannot continue to do the same things over and over and expect different results. That is not a strategy. That is a winning strategy in today's business development world. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, I come from the old school of sales way back and... Um, you know, hopefully I've evolved since, you know, 1996. But uh, when we're talking about the sales cycle, what is it? What does a modern sales cycle look like now in terms of the yeah, stages? I'll give it to you, man. It's actually a lot more simpler than people think. And I'll tell you, if you Google sales cycle and you click images, you will see the most complicated sales cycles that you have ever seen. Like straight up geniuses created these things. MIT grads are out there creating all these complicated Creating these funnels, things, but se this, not selling that. anything, right? Yeah, there's a billion of them out there, but it's actually much simpler than people think. Content is the road to connection. That connection should lead to a conversation. That conversation gives way to a relationship. Some people call this trust. And once I've established this, I should have no problem uncovering opportunities or just straight out asking for them. And the law of averages, 1996, says the more... I have, the more I make. The more opportunities I have, the more sales I make. That's not rocket science, right? That's 2,000 years of human instinct that we're born with to sit around a fire, eat meat, and share value with one another. Man, I align with those values so much. In yeah, fact, I like meat and have fire too, man. <laughs> <laughs> True story. 
um, well, for, first off, your room rating is just off the charts, uh, James. You know, with the uh, pool table in the black background, you know, the lighting, perfect. Probably one of the be- best sceneries we've we've seen from a podcast. Thanks. Everybody <laughs> thinks it's virtual. It's not virtual. This is my actual it's real. basement right here. <laughs> The thing I, I wanted to, to ask, you know, it's something that you and I had chatted the first time when you and I spoke, um, was about empathy and compassion in sales. You know, we talk about, again, a modern approach to sales. If we think about, again, the old school sales, it's very emotionally detached. They see people's, uh, people as quota or, you know, just, just a, a sale that needs to get done. Talk to me about empathy and compassion in sales and what that unlocks. Yeah, so empathy and, and compassion kind of tie into the passion that you have for your buyers. And I think everything that you're talking about right now depends on the buyer. So I always tell people, before you make that cold call, before you send that email, before you write that email, before you just blast out something that you think is going to be useful, take a look at the people you're sending it to. And I always give this piece of advice to sellers. Stop at their LinkedIn profile if you can find one. Maybe their Facebook, maybe their Instagram, but what kind of person is this? Look at their profile picture. Does it look like this? that person is probably not excited to talk to you and i don't really care what you're saying to them they're not excited right but if they're like me and they're like this (laughs) we will talk to anybody right so that's my first stop what kind of what kind of profile picture do i see here are they smiling are they engaging are they awesome like this is going to be great or are they like really angry should i get to the point uh so the second stop is their about page. What's their love language? How do they describe themselves? Are they using data and percentages and numbers? You should probably talk to them that way because that's what, that's what they think. That's how they think. Or are they using words like amazing, inspiring, wonderful, fantastic? These people don't give a shit about the numbers. They care about how you make them feel. So you should talk to them and adjust your approach in that way. And then finally, look at their job description. Did they copy and paste it from the website? It's probably not very useful. But if they actually took the time to tell you what they care about, that's your, that's your in. That's the stuff they want to talk about. So those, that quick two minutes is going to tell you a lot about how empathetic you need to be with this person or how straight to the point you need to be, how dialed into their EQ they are versus how dialed into their EQ you need to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And you can adjust the conversation accordingly, whether it's in writing or on the phone. James, what about empathy towards salespeople from sales managers? I remember. So everybody talks about the sales process and the sellers being broken, right? But nobody ever talks about how the buying process is broken. And I like to use this example all the time. I don't know if you can see them, but there's 84 badges from sales events around the globe hanging right there. Um, I've done them all. And there are two types of people that go to events that are buying software that's being shown at the event. They all wear badges. We've seen the badge, right? It kind of hangs right here and you're supposed to like touch people and it like sends it up into the cloud and adds it to your CRM. And then you drop them into your marketing campaign and nurture them for six months before you give it to a salesperson. I get it, right? It's cool. But the people that have the badges... There are two types of people. There's the person that is so amped for the badge. They're like, oh my God, will you scan my badge? Will you scan it twice? Can I get two unicorns? I have two kids. I just really, like the the Starbucks gift cards, how many can I take? Scan me twice. It's totally fine. I want your spam, right? That's type one. The other type is the type that's like, yo, you can't can't scan me. You haven't haven't talked to me. 
you haven't qualified me. You don't even know who I am or what I do. You don't don't scan my badge. They're like hiding it. They don't even wear it. They like stuff it in their jacket, right? These are the types of people that are buying. We have to know which people to gravitate towards because they're going to like our approach and which people are going to run away screaming from us because they don't like our personality. We've all done it. We've all met people before. We don't know why. They're like, I love this person. I can't wait to see them again. And then we've all met people before that were like, if I ever see that prick again, it's going to be way too soon. (laughs) (laughs) The job in sales is to find the former and leave behind the latter. I'm trying to remember the last time we laughed this much on the podcast. This is fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're definitely on a roll here. But I, I, I'm having flashbacks of uh, high-pressure sales meetings where you have to give a report for your pipeline. And then your, your colleagues are getting publicly shamed for their performance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that's a toxic sales culture toxic for what that's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I will go ahead and call out anybody that holds those kind of meetings and say that you are beating the shit out of your your people. Stop this. <laughs> so what does a healthy sales culture look like then? You know, I think it looks like celebrating the wins. I think it looks like addressing the shortcomings in meetings in an appropriate and positive way. I think it looks like a village raising an infant. It looks like people coming together to make a culture that is beneficial for them as well as their prospects and their clients. It looks like collaboration across departments. It looks like marketing and sales alignment. It looks like lots of things that it used to not be. Hmm. You, you bring up a, another question that I was going to ask you. So we're talking about business development, which includes, among other things, sales and marketing. Uh, what is the interplay between sales and marketing where does marketing come in for you? As oh, a sure. That's a, man, it's such a great question. Uh, I believe that the personal brand is the conduit that will be the, the route to marketing and sales alignment. It used to be that there was a standout employee at a lot of companies that would do content, that would create stuff, put it out there. And the marketing team was like really uncomfortable. They almost viewed that person as like a competitor. You know, that was a thing in 2015, 2016. A lot of companies telling reps, I can't have you out there repping things on LinkedIn. You're not part of the marketing team. We control the message here, right? It's our department. It's our thing. We do the content here. You're not a content creator. You don't get paid for that. Go do sales. That was a thing. Today, I think marketing teams that are winning are embracing these brands and supporting them. Hey, what can we do to help you to build this brand? You're driving a lot of conversation and that's really healthy for us. Oh, we're seeing more traffic on our website because we, our logo is on your podcast. Like, you know, hey, that webinar that you did where you had 35 people in the room, we closed 10 deals that next month that all came from that event. We're starting to see this happen. SDR in general, sales development, business development is beginning to roll up to marketing quite quickly and quite organically. And doesn't that make sense? We've been talking for years about salespeople needing to have a better context for their outreach. What better context than marketing, taking all of these people that have done things, attended things, downloaded stuff, checked boxes, SDRs sitting at the end of these cycles, following up and saying, we're seeing your name everywhere. Let's have a conversation. I like humans. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) That is like the final step of creating a relationship between you and a prospect. James. Something that I've been wanting to ask you, and it actually popped in my head um, after you and I uh, had our first chat, was the concept of ghosting. Now, let's say you're a sales rep and you're talking with someone and it goes really well. Like you're, you're certain it's going to close. Then all of a sudden, poof, <laughs> you don't get a response. Um, a, I'd like, like to know your thoughts in terms of 
how can a salesperson reduce the likelihood of being ghosted? Yeah. Um, and B, why is ghosting happen or happening? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is probably one of the more common questions we get from frontline reps that we help and that we train. Um, I work with several people that train frontline reps, John Barrows, Shelly Gupta, Correa, Leslie Douglas, Meg Holsinger, and Morgan J. Ingram. They go out and they train these teams and they handle questions that come in during these trainings. And almost every time there's two or three questions about ghosting. So let me, let me lay it out. The more proactive you can be about ghosting, the better your chances of it not happening are. Let me give you an example. When you have a great discovery call or a great cold call for that matter, and you've established interest and you're about to finish and wrap up the call, you've scheduled the next step. It's ready to get hung up. The best thing that can come out of your mouth is, hey, it sounds like we've had a great conversation. I've really enjoyed our time together. I have one request for you. Please don't ghost me. <laughs> can we agree to that? That how you guys are reacting right now with the chuckles is how everyone reacts. They go, yeah, totally, man. I hear you. Don't worry. I won't ghost you. What you've done in that moment is you've given yourself permission to literally reach out two, three, four times if you want and follow up after that call. If they ignore you, my very next step after two or three touches that where I don't get a reply, and this is Morgan J. Ingram all day. I put in the subject line, the ghost emoji, and then the body of my email says, are you ghosting me? That's it. I love that. Epic reply rates. Laugh out loud. I'm so sorry. Super busy. Let me tell you where we are. It's amazing to me how people respond when you call something out that's like a social faux pas that we all do. Yep. You know, it's hard, right? We're all hypocrites about this. Hey, don't ghost me. But there's a lot of people that text you. How many times have you met somebody that has like, you look at their, you look at their text messages and it's like notification 1,165 <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? I would lose my mind if somebody did that to me. Are you kidding? We can't be friends. If that's you, I can't, I can't, <laughs> right? We all do it. But if we call attention to it, if we make it fun people tend to respond much more favorably to us because it's a customer experience from start to finish. If you're that seller that's like, oh my God, you're ghosting me, my feelings are hurt, right? You're probably on a losing end of that equation. But if you're that person that's like, yo, I just wanted to let you know, uh, I set your opportunity to close lost. I reached out a couple times, never heard back. It's totally fine. I'll reach out in six months or reach out to me if you're ready to move forward. Best of luck to you. Deuces, I'm out. Let me tell you, most people will come back to you and be like, oh shit, please don't do that. Yeah. Here's where we are. And you'll get the update. We are not emotionally tied to the outcome. We are emotionally tied to the prospects. Hmm. We're going to take every word that you just said and put that in our standard operating yeah. procedures. <laughs> that is now our new method. This is a mini masterclass. This is perfect. <laughs> now, I have a question for you, James. Um, Oh, when you're doing sales, I think the, the vast majority of the time you're saying, okay, I want you to switch from your current provider to us because we're going to offer you more value or whatever the case may be. So let's take this random uh, industry, just pull, a pull an industry out of a hat, uh, cybersecurity, sure. right? Um, That's random. It's a, ra it's a random thing. I don't know. Um, and... <laughs> Let's say, you know, this is not something where they have a current provider. It's something that is new. <clears throat> it's like, we haven't thought about it much before. Now we're saying, do you want to think about it? And then do you want to, you know, develop a relationship with us and start, you know, 
being a little bit responsible in this area or whatever it is, what uh, what would you say for an in, a, a random industry like cybersecurity? So cu- customers customers that don't have existing solutions need to be aware of one of two things, sometimes both. One, the risk that they have for not having something in place. You, there are loads of stories. I mean, you can you find tons of articles and resources about companies that have been hacked, especially recently, the whole oil line thing. Like, man, there's so many like great like, ha-ha's, told you that cybersecurity was important, right? Like, <laughs> you, could, you could really lay that home. Uh, but also the value that adds to the company, right? It's not so much what's lost in the hacking. The recovery costs money too, right? And some people don't see the other side of that coin. Um, so for cybersecurity specifically, I would try to focus on one of two things. One, are you trying to sell to the, the company itself, the, the, the actual organization? And if so, you should find organizations that are like them in the news that have been hacked recently that have dealt with problems because of cybersec issues. And you should forward that information to them over the course of time. Hey, I read this article and immediately made me think of you guys because you told me you don't have a solution in place. I really think this will be a helpful article for you. Let's connect next week on Wednesday if that works for you. I'm open between two and four. Does that work? Talk to you soon, right? That's a great follow-up email after you've had a meeting with someone that told you that they don't have a cybersec solution in place. When it comes to competitors, go with the competitor. I'll see you in six months. <laughs> this is and I will reach out and say, how's it going with competitor? Most of the time, the answer is meh. Yeah. Underwhelming. Underwhelming. Because over-promising and under-delivering is much more common than under-promising and over-delivering. I like how you didn't have to think about that answer. It was already locked and loaded there. I don't know that I didn't have to think about it, but I'm an extrovert. Introverts think of all the possible situations before they elicit a response. Extroverts have to speak to form thought, and that's me. That's you. Love it. The um, I think we have time for maybe two more uh, questions. Um, uh, a term that I recently came across um, was a term called predictable revenue. Ah, um, it's not I, a term. Never... It's a book and a methodology. Like a yeah, whole... that's it was actually the, <laughs> that's what yeah. it was. It was yeah. through the book. Um, yeah. Now. I'm curious, you know, let's say you're a small business owner. Um, in, in, in your mind, how, how does one move towards a state of predictable revenue rather than hoping it's a good month or a great stretch of a few months? Yeah. So the best thing that I could say from a sales perspective, and I can only speak from a sales perspective, I can't speak from like a chief revenue officer perspective or even a marketing perspective, even though I'm a big part of the marketing here at JB Sales. Uh, but the best thing that I could tell you about that is, get really good at managing your forecasting meetings. Know what is actually going to close. You need a process and a structure where sales reps can turn around and say, here's my process. And based on this process, these three deals are here in the process. And because that's true, they will all close in 30 days. Instead of what most sales leaders hear, which is, well, I sent that contract over, but I really haven't heard back. I hope they close this week, but I'm going to follow up and we'll let you know as soon as I get back from them. I'll definitely CC you in the email, but hopefully it closes this week. I, you know, I sent that SOW, but I didn't even see them open it. We track all that stuff. And honestly, I haven't even looked at it. I think they were on it for like 10 seconds. Well, what's going to close this month? Well, you know, hopefully I'll have these closed, but I'm really not holding my breath. So maybe these will come up and probably close this month. And that'll make up for the gap because I don't really sure when these are going to close. These are, it's you're incapable of predicting revenue when those are what your frontline meetings sound like. You're better off to have meetings where the structure and the process is indicative of what's going to fall. I have a whole story behind this, but we might be short on time for another story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very helpful. So I'm thinking back to the old school days where, you know, 
inbound versus outbound sales and maybe you would pick one or the other uh, or maybe you'd have both but they're quite separate uh, what does that look like now is this kind of all mixed together and you have to do everything you're saying social media personal branding you know marketing yeah uh, everything. so it's a great question i think we're seeing it happen quite naturally i think there are certain reps that make great inbound sales reps certain reps that sit at the end of a marketing cycle that have a context for reaching out this might sound like hi my name's john and i'm calling because you filled out this form and asked me to reach out to give you information how can i help you today that is a person that's expecting the call because they took an action, filled out a form, checked a box, please reach out to me, versus an outbound rep who has a huge personality, and it's impossible to say no to him once they get you on the phone. Hi, that's me, right? It's, it's a difficult thing once you're on my radar to ignore me. We're going to have a conversation. Whether it leads anywhere, that's up to you and the conversation. But I'm going to connect with you. When you log into every social media platform, you'll see my face in your notifications. Hello. Right? That is an outbound rep. That is using all of the tools at their disposal to do two things. We talk about this all the time. A-I-D-A. Everybody's seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Right? That's the only real structure. That's the first real structure that ever got put to sales. Attention, interest, desire, action. 1893, St. Elmo Lewis... The four, the four emotional stages that we go through when we buy something. The job of sales development is attention and interest. The job of account executives is desire and action. So that's the job now. Get attention from people that aren't expecting to give me any today and create enough interest so that I can get them to take the next step where someone else will create desire. I got distracted by your cat in the background, but <laughs> oh, that's Jeff. That's Jeff. Jeff. Jeff is. Uh, she adopted us, so Jeff is a female, but we named her Jeff. We also had uh, another black cat prior to her uh, who was a female, but her name was Carl. So there's something about four-letter <laughs> men's names and female cats they, in my home. How they really do the things it. in the Smoky Mountain region, I guess. <laughs> Um, James, that was an absolutely brilliant conversation today. I mean, the, the energy, the humor, the insight you brought. Like that, if I was wearing a hat, I'd tip it to you, good sir. That was a fantastic conversation. Thank you My so pleasure. much for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. Awesome, it was James. great to Thank have you. you. Hey, listen, uh, if you guys want to check me out, feel free. Hashtag say what sales. I am absolutely everywhere. It's impossible to miss. Also, join jbsales.com. Join us on the dark side and become a member, and we will help you to become the sales professional that you deserve to be. That's the truth. That's awesome. It. Yeah, we'll make sure to list all of your uh, connection points there. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome. I would love to connect with any and all of your audience. This has been a lot of fun, and I really appreciate the time. Thank you again so much, James. And Christian and I will be back shortly to wrap up today's episode. That conversation had it all. Um, curse words, uh, air, banjo, um, <laughs> trying to think of a podcast that's left me more speechless than that. But there was a ton, It was unique. It was unique, but there was a ton, a ton way. of sales wisdom in there. I'm curious to what your nuggets of wisdom from James were. Well, I have to read my notes yep. because I wrote it down. <laughs> so the, the first thing he said is uh, marketing is the context for sales outreach. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. That was an answer to yeah. my question of the relationship between sales and marketing. Yep. And then the sales process. So what did he say? Context is the road to connection, which leads to conversation and trust. Yep. Like that. I like that framework. Yeah, it was 
absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And that was a wonderful mini masterclass on on sale. So I, I really do hope that uh, our viewers and listeners enjoyed that episode. And special thanks to James Buckley for joining us. And uh, again, extend a special thank you, obviously, to our loyal listeners and viewers for joining us again on another episode uh, of our podcast. And if you want to scroll back and check out previous episodes and previous guests, please do be uh, sure to subscribe to the Cybersecurity Matters podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and or on our YouTube channel so you never miss a new episode. Until next time, be well and be safe. And we look forward to meeting you again on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast.